This is Jeff Young, the Catholic Foodie at CatholicFoodie.com, and you're listening to episode 170 of the Catholic Foodie. The baking steel revolutionizes pizza making. Welcome, folks, to the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. I'm your host, Jeff Young, and today we're talking about the baking steel. I love pizza. Pizza is my favorite food in the whole world, and you know what? The baking steel revolutionized my home pizza making. Uh, there's nothing, nothing that is the same now. Everything is so much better. You know, I, 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 I've been making pizza for uh, over 30 years at home, which is an amazing thing. It kind of frightens me when I think about that. <laughs> I've been making pizza at home for over 30 years. Oh my goodness, I'm old. Wow. We're going to talk about pizza today right here, where food meets faith. We're talking the Catholic foodie, right? Where food meets faith. You know, the baking steel really has revolutionized my home pizza making um, yeah, I, I mentioned the other day uh, that I started making pizza over 30 years ago. This was on the on the website over at CatholicFoodie.com. I mentioned this. You know, I was 11 or 12 when I started making Chef Boyardee <laughs> and and Appian Way. Right? Remember those Appian Way pizza kits? Oh my goodness, that's what I started with when I was 11 or 12 years old. I can't believe it. Anyway, thankfully I moved beyond those kits very quickly and began making my own crust and sauce from scratch. I went from using uh, Chicago-style pizza trays, right? The I have a, a perforated thin crust tray and also a Chicago deep dish tray uh, to using pizza stones when they first came out, right? And I went through a couple of those because you know how those stones are. If they're not thick enough, uh, you, you set them onto a cold surface or you put something cold on them when they're hot. And what do they do? They break, right? They crack right down the middle. Uh, it's very unfortunate, <laughs> but uh, you know, at the time, as I as I progressed from Chef Boyardee to my own dough and my own sauce to using uh, these pizza trays, whether a thin crust or a deep dish, to using pizza stones, this is a great progression. I mean, the the pizzas just kept getting better and better, right? Uh, I went through uh, this whole process, and and you know the understanding though that that this is this is the 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 difficulty. My pizzas got better and better, of course, over time. However, it was almost as if I had to resolve myself to the fact that they will never be as good as the favorite my favorite pizza parlors. I mean, I can't. I don't have an oven that goes to 1,000 degrees or to 1,200 degrees or even 800 degrees. My, my oven caps at like 500, maybe 550. You know, there's there's no way I can compare with a professional pizza oven. There's no way. So I got to a point in my pizza making where I just became, I don't know, I just resigned myself to the fact that they're, they're not going to get any better than this, right? This is it. This is it. We can't get any better. I mean, making pizzas was fun, but I reached a plateau, right? I understood that the battle of soggy crust, because that that is the issue when it comes to home pizza cooking, the battle of soggy crust would always be mine. There's just no way to compete with a professional pizza oven, right? So I came up with some tricks over the years to help me in that battle, like pre-baking my crust for four minutes or so before applying the sauce and the toppings. Uh, my pizzas would get 
know better, and I was fine with that. I knew I could use my tricks. I can get them as good as I could get them, and that was it. There's no more. But then something happened that I did not expect. I learned about something called a baking steel. Not a baking stone, a baking steel. And here's the bottom line. (laughs) The bottom line is if there is only one thing that you do to improve your home pizza making, make it the baking steel. You will not believe how much better your pizzas are when they're baked on a baking steel as opposed to a stone. Now, on this particular episode of the Catholic Foodie, I'm going to play an interview that I had with Andrus Lagston, who has been on the Catholic Foodie before, but I had a, a more recent up-to-date conversation with him recently on the Around the Table Food Show, and I'm going to play that right now so that you can uh, hear this interview. It was fantastic. Great conversation. Andrus is a fantastic guy. Uh, he, he's the one who developed and came up with this thing. He's the creator of the baking steel, and it is just amazing what this thing has done to my pizzas. I mean, now, I mean, you, you talk to my kids. You say, hey, what's your favorite pizza? They're going to say Dad's. Dan's is my favorite, right? It's not Domino's. It's not Papa John's. It's not, I mean, even Pizza Man, who is my favorite personally. I love Pizza Man of Covington. And I've written about that over at CatholicFoodie.com. Old, old pizza parlor, old world kind of pizza parlor. Beautiful place. It's kind of a dive, you know, but I like that. I like it a lot, you know, and it's family owned and operated. And uh, this is unique pizza you don't find anywhere else. And I love it. Uh, Pizza Man's my favorite, but if you ask my kids, they're going to say Dad's is their favorite. And Pizza Man is a close second, (laughs) which is cool. That's fine with me. You know, that's a good thing. So I've got a station identification, a little commercial I'm going to play for you in just a second. And then after that, I'm going to introduce the the new show with, uh, with Andrus on there, have a conversation with us about pizza and the baking steel. Hi, this is Jeff Young, the Catholic foodie, and I want to invite you to join me on a unique pilgrimage to the Holy Land. Over 2,000 years ago, God became man in Jesus of Nazareth. The event that radically changed history, and indeed all of creation, took place in the small town of Bethlehem in Israel. God is now one of us. For years I have longed to go to the land that received God of the flesh. I've wanted to walk the same roads that Jesus walked, to eat the same foods that Jesus ate with his friends and disciples, to visit the holy places that have been touched by the hand of God. I know that by doing so, the scriptures will come alive for me in a way that I have never experienced, because I will be in the very places where so much of the stories from the Bible actually happened. And it cannot help but increase and strengthen my faith. I want to invite you to join me on this pilgrimage, which will take place from February 5th to the 15th, 2014. The deadline for registration is September 20th, 2013. Registration forms and all the details can be found at catholicfoodie.com slash holyland. (laughs) 
welcome to Around the Table. I'm David Dawson with Jeff Young. And uh, hey, Jeff. Hey, how you doing? Fine. We are uh, once again without Monsignor Nolte because Monsignor Nolte is a priest and his first job comes first, right? That's right. You know, and, and priests are busy folks. Yep, that's right. But uh, he, he did promise he's going to be joining us soon, as soon as he can uh, get free from his real job. And he, he should be here because we're going to talk a little Italian stuff today. And I know he, he lived in oh, Italy for a long that. time, you know. And I'm just afraid that I'm going to mispronounce a word or two. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> but you, I, know, I know I can say pizza correctly. All right, we're going to talk pizza. <laughs> that's right, we're going right. to talk pizza today. Now, we're going to talk about making pizza? Well, yeah, you know, I mean... Because I have my favorite pizzas in town. Now, I'm from Baton Rouge. Okay, mm-hmm. but I have my favorite pizza places, pizza joints, you know, and uh, I know you got yours. You're we, on the you're you're on the you're in the Covington Mandeville area, right? How about the New Orleans area, and then you can tell me anywhere else you've gone. Absolutely, well, right. you know, I mean, pizza's always been my favorite. I don't know why, but I, I, I was thinking back recently. I was I was writing an article, and I was thinking about early inspirations of pizza, and I, I remember as a child going to uh, Europe's uh, pizza on Airline Highway. Mm-hmm. Way down. I mean, I was. This a, is in Baton Rouge. I was in Baton Rouge. Yeah, I was yeah. just a little kid, and I remember they had the, the white, green, and red neon uh-huh. uh, sign with the little circles at the top. Oh, right? you're bringing that, a that tear to my eye. All this okay. stuff, and it was so. My mom and dad had their first date there. What? Yeah, it was probably 1967 or something. I don't know what what year it was, but okay. I was born in '70. And, um, oh, stop. Yeah, I mean, it's oh, amazing. It's amazing. Right. So when we used to go there, and I remember the, the red and white checkered tablecloths, mm-hmm. you know, and we mm-hmm. would always get, I mean, sometimes we'd get different things, but when it, when it came to pizza, we always got one pepperoni and one shrimp. And, you know, you get shrimp pizza in Louisiana, you got to. You got, got to get shrimp. And what's <laughs> so amazing is, is, and I've had shrimp pizza lately, okay, but they didn't. They, they don't season them like they used to. Right. In other words, right. you were eating uh, shrimp with that shrimp seasoning on it, with with, with, a, with a boiled shrimp seasoning or something. Something. But you had that enhanced flavor of shrimp. Otherwise, you, you just sometimes you'll just have this substance. Yeah. But they yeah. did yeah. it. They got they it did right. It. They got it right. And, you know, I was thinking there's some other places, too. There was Wesley's, which was right next door to the Broadmoor Theater. All right. And I remember This is in Baton up, Rouge. This is in Baton Rouge. Right. I remember growing up, I can't tell you how many meals I had at Wes- Wesley's before uh, going to see a movie. Did you have? Didn't they have the crawfish pizza too? They may have. I, they had a I crawfish pizza. The only problem with that it was a little too salty because I'm. I know they used boiled crawfish. And I, but I, I remember the shrimp because uh, my dad isn't a big fan of crawfish. So all right, when all I was right. there, I, I, you know, I was just a little kid. I had to yeah. eat what they uh, what he ordered, you know. But yeah. it was always always delicious. Pastime. Yeah. Restaurant still in business. It's, it's still, still there. In, still making uh, pizzas. Same way. And, and, and Fleur de Lis. Fleur de Lis right is a Gulf landmark Street. in Baton Rouge. I mean, you, you drive by and it, it's still got the neon sign that says Roman Pizza Pie. That's right. There you go. You know, and right. it's got the Fleur de Lis sign up there and everything. And it's the pink building there pink on, building. on Jefferson yeah. Highway. And you go in and they got a phone booth in the place. Now, yeah. changing the topic a little bit, I'm all about the uh, etiquette of cell phones. I do not like answering the cell phone in the restaurant. Or using a cell phone in the restaurant. When my phone rang and it was an important call, I jumped in that phone booth. Oh, you did? Yes, I did. <laughs> so I just thought hey, that was Hey, they're good... still useful, you know? See? Superman See? can change and then you can use the cell phone. I did That's that great. too. I did that too. But okay. anyway, uh, you know, what we're talking about here, and, 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 and it may be kind of getting away... But it's not. We, we, we were, you know, we're always talking about being around the table. That's the topic of our show. That's right. And we're always talking about being with family and visiting and such. And when you think pizza, you think food on the run, quick food and everything. But no, we're well, not no, talking no, no, about no. that. And, you know, I was thinking about that, too, the other day. Now, here's what happened. I remember when Domino's came along. Okay? Yeah. And I yeah. know we've, we've talked 
chain restaurants here before, mm-hmm. but I think, you know, I remember as a child, growing up, probably seven, eight years old, and my mom sometimes at the grocery would buy those, like, Tony's pizzas, right? Those yeah. frozen pizzas or those pizza rolls. Mm-hmm. I mean, God knows what's really in that You remember stuff. that stack of those god-awful oh, things? Oh, okay. my goodness. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. But that's not, that's frozen pizza yes. from a store. It's not homemade, and it's no. not in a restaurant. But do- something happened with Domino's, right? 30 minutes or less, or it's free. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, pizza went from being something that you went out and you enjoyed as a family around mm-hmm. a table somewhere, a restaurant, whatever, right. to uh, to being a snack food, to being a to being fast food. That's right. And 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 you had Little Caesars follow after that. You had you know there's there's count Papa John's and countless others today. That, and think that, about it. You see the cars all over the neighborhoods, right? Yep. And it's because you know what? I don't have time to cook. Let's just have pizza. Let's just guess get what? A pizza. You're in front of the TV. You're not visiting. Exactly. Right. right. Exactly. Right. So when you go to these restaurants, uh, I know one of my favorite ones today uh, has been for the last probably 15 years or so, actually longer than that, when it, since I was in the seminary, is Pizza Man of Covington. I love it. It's it's old-fashioned. The building is an old-fashioned building. It's on the North Shore in right. Covington. Uh, it's got a jukebox in there. Yeah. It plays Puff the Magic Dragon and then no, a bunch of other 1970s songs like the old oh, Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog song. Okay, I'm know? not going there anyway, now. Anyway, <laughs> but the point is you've got the window. They toss the dough. You can watch them make the, you know, they entertain the kids. It's a, it's a family-owned place. They've been in business forever. Really? Since 1976, I think, All is right. when they started. Uh, and, and this guy, the guy who, uh, Paul is his name. I can't remember his last name right at the moment, but. Uh, he started this. It was his father-in-law had the Pizza Palace, which I think was in uh, on the South Shore here in, in, New, in Orleans, New Orleans, somewhere right in New Orleans. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's Metairie or Kenner or what, but it was Pizza Palace. And so he ends up, after he got married, he opens his place up in Covington, and they have a pizza there called the Pizza Palace, which is af- named after the signature uh, pizza they had at the Pizza Palace in, in, uh-huh. in on the South Shore. Was it was it was it kind of a Simple pizza, the Pizza Palace pizza. The Pizza Palace is well, it's pretty simple. I mean, you've got your tomato sauce uh-huh. on it, you've got the cheese and all of that, but they also have, uh, they do have some extra toppings. They've got pepperoni, they have um, uh, Italian sausage, right? And they have bell peppers, and you can Just, request to have roasted see, garlic. And and that's what reminds me of the the old restaurant in mm-hmm. Baton Rouge, the Florida Lee, yeah, which is still there. The menu is still the same. Mm-hmm. The pizzas that come out they're square, right? Yep. But you can get a cheese pizza. You can get a pepperoni pizza. You can get a black olive pizza. You know, nowadays everything's all on there. Right. You know, but but right. this is like they've kind of broken it down, and it's sort of like, well, let me just try a plate, and they're fantastic. They're, they're yes, they yes. are awesome. Yes. So you know, really, I, mean, I think you, the authentic stuff is still the best. It's still the best. Yeah, I think so. And I, you know, you're using fresh ingredients typically. These these restaurants, these local mom and pop kind of places, they're using real ingredients it's not it's not mass manufacturing yeah. food and pushing it through the the door into a car and taking it somewhere you know? right it's not on this quick and, conveyor and, belt and what's happening and this is why i love one of the reasons why i love pizza so much is because it is a family affair i mean i remember when i was growing up that's what we did when we ate pizza it was all of us together we got in the car it was a very special event yeah and we yeah. went to you ready for this shakey's Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I remember Shaky's. And, and, I remember and Shakey's. we went in the other room because my dad said, I'm not going in that big room with the banjos. He hated it. Right, yeah. Right, so we were in the room with a jukebox. <laughs> but that was darn good. It was a oh, brick yeah. oven pizza. Yes. The one, the one yes. we had was a brick oven pizza. And boy, I still remember that. You know, and it was the family. I was so excited just to be there. You know, and we were sitting around the tables, had the jukebox playing. We were having pizza. And that was, I'll never forget it because it was fun because it was with my family. We were having a good time. That's right. That's what you're talking about. That's what I'm talking about. And that's why, you know, I made that transition from uh, just going out to eat pizza to, to making it at home. 
And I mean, I, I know I started probably when I was 11 or 12 years old. It's one of the first things I think that I learned how to cook was pizza. And right. because I loved really? it so much. Now, you now took those, it from scratch? Those early pizzas were either, uh, they, they came out of a Chef Boyardee box yeah. or uh, an, Appian, <laughs> an Appian Way pizza kit. Um, but it, it didn't take long. Oh, it didn't take long for me to go from that to actually making I pizza from scratch. You know? <laughs> I remember the Chef Boyardee with that oh, yellow crust. Yes. We made it once, and I said, uh, never no. again. Uh-huh. And I was a kid. Oh yeah, know? and that, that's was, the thing. I was I was probably eleven or twelve when I first <laughs> first made pizza. But then I, it, but the thing is, is that uh, I, I, in a way, it's been like a lifelong project. I mean, right. I, I was thinking the other day. I can't believe it. It's been I've been making I have been making pizzas for over thirty years. Really? I have been making. You, you pizzas talking from scratch? From scratch. You talking? Over 30 you got years. a? Yep. For you because really, when everybody does pizzas nowadays. What do we do instead of making the dough? We just want to put the stuff on top, right? That's right. Okay, but the dough, I never took the trouble to do. Maybe I did once or twice. But you, can you uh, make that I, simple? I used to, oh, uh, huh. You make it simple. I'm thinking about it. Well, here, the thing is with the dough, and, and believe me, I, just in the last few years, I have come a long way. Because, okay. I mean, I had, I guess, you know, when, sometimes when, when, something is, when something works, you don't, don't fix it, right? It ain't it, broke. It, don't it, fix it. Exactly. Well, you know, if, you, if, if I had something that was working, I just kept going with it and mm-hmm. never really experimented much until all of a sudden one day I come across a new technique. Maybe I saw it uh, on the Internet or, or whatever. And I go, oh, i got to try that. And mm. I try it. And I'm going, wow, how come I didn't know about this sooner? Well, that's, that's kind of what this? happened. This was just a few years ago. <laughs> I came across a guy. His name is uh, Albert Grande. He um, he has a website and it's uh, dedicated to pizza and I, I have to look it up and maybe after the during the break I can do that. But his name is Grande. His last name is Grande. Big guy. Uh, he lives in Hawaii, believe it or not. But he has traveled <laughs> across the world, okay, uh, making pizzas and he he actually has um, a, like a digital book you can get from like the Kindle or or, or whatever. Really? And I may have it right here. Well, you got to um, print out of something. I've got yeah I've got a bunch of different stuff. All right. But it was just a, it's amazing. Oh pizza! His, his, I love this. His his website. PizzaTherapy.com. Indeed. PizzaTherapy.com. <laughs> so in his, his uh, I, I, learned, I learned his uh, recipe for dough probably, I don't know, four or five years ago, maybe six years ago. Uh, just four teaspoons of yeast or less, um, two teaspoons of honey or sugar, uh, four cups of flour. It could be all-purpose or bread flour. Okay. Uh, one teaspoon of salt, a quarter cup of olive oil, and one and a half cups of water. And you're basically going to mix that up, whether it's in a bread machine or a stand mixer or whatever, you just right. wanna you wanna mix it up very well. If you're gonna do it by hand, you do it. You're gonna knead it, and then you're gonna let it. You're gonna cover the bowl and let it rise for a couple of hours till it doubles in size before okay. you divide the dough, roll it out, and use it to make pizza. That that was after I guess it was probably five or six years ago. So you did that's that. And it was one, good. That's the one that I kind of stuck with All right. until probably just a few months ago. And and uh, we're gonna we're gonna have a guy on uh, today on the show in just a, in just a bit. Whose name is Andrus Lagsden, and he started something back in the fall. Right. It, was, it started as a Kickstarter program uh, where he had to raise money to try to make this thing happen. I'm sure he's going to tell us all about it. It's called the Baking Steel. Okay. And so I remember when, when, because uh, I, I got when I was a teenager, my parents gave me a pizza making kit that was uh, steel. Uh, uh, trays, pizza trays, like uh, one was a perforated tray, like I've a, seen that. that you would put your pizza dough on there when you make your pizza. One was a Chicago deep dish tray. Mm-hmm. You know, had a professional uh, uh, pizza Wheel, peel uh, oh, and also oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. cutter, pizza cutter, had all that. 
Wow, that's serious. Well, oh, I, I'm telling you, I was gung-ho, you know, I was serious. Okay. And, uh, well, Andrus came up with this product, and he, he's got research behind it and everything else, and he did this, it was just like last October, November, mm. and it's called the baking steel, and instead of um, steel, uh, instead of a stone, because see, the stone came along, and that was just a big deal, and everybody sure, got because it had stones, that even right? heat, right? But how many of those have you broken? I, I have broken two. I, I've, I think I've broken because three. Because one I gave as a gift, and it broke before I gave it to the person. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but and the, yeah. Other, the other was I was at my friend's house. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, that goes back quite a few years. They broke in the oven. Yeah. What happened there? Because, well, with the stone, what happens is it can't, if it's a hot stone, you don't want to put anything cold on it. Oh, well. Because if you put something cold on it, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to crack. Okay. Well, with the baking steel, it's steel. Mm-hmm. And so it's a quarter-inch piece of steel that is uh, square in shape, roughly a square or kind of a rectangle in shape. It mm-hmm. goes in the oven. You preheat that uh, for about 45 minutes on, on high, mm-hmm. bake it on high, and you create – matter of fact, the steel retains the heat I better than the stone. Yeah. And, uh, and, and you could put something cold on it. It's not going to break. Uh, well, that's true. You know? that's so this, true. this has revolu- – the baking steel revolutionized the way that I make pizza, okay. including the pizza dough recipe. So the recipe now, see what I told you a minute ago, is mm-hmm. not complicated. It does take a little bit of time. You may spend about 15 minutes putting your ingredients together, getting, you know, maybe kneading it, getting it all together, and then covering it and letting it, uh, letting it rise for a couple of hours. But this new uh, pizza dough recipe that I, I've discovered is, is actually, it comes from Jim Leahy, who owns a, a, a pizza restaurant up in New York. It's called Co. for Company. Company, yeah. C-O, Co. period, C-O period. Co. Uh, but he has a method of making his dough. He learned in Italy. It's, it's called right. a no-need dough. As in no K-N-A-D. Right. It's not like you, you don't, don't need dough. Oh. You do need dough. You do need dough. All right. Okay. But it's no-need. Can you do it in one minute? Because that's uh, all you got. Yeah, I all think right. so. I mean, right. it's, it's really... If it's, it's that a, simple, here's your challenge. It's extremely simple because okay. the dough is... I mean, basically, he says no qualms about... Um, Flour, you know what you really? can use, whatever you, all-purpose bread flour, whatever. That's the the kind you're going to use. Okay. And use, I think, it's three and a half cups of uh, flour. He, he just for simplicity's sake, he used all-purpose flour. Okay. Uh, a quarter teaspoon, quarter teaspoon of active dry yeast. Just, uh, two okay. teaspoons of salt and one and a half cups of water. And you put all that into a bowl, mm-hmm. and you just kind of mix it around with your hands. All right. Right. You're not kneading it. You're just mixing it. Make sure it's mixed well. After it's mixed well, you just cover it with plastic wrap and you let it sit on the counter for about 18 hours. 18 hours? Now, it depends. It can be as low as, you know, 8 to 12 hours, or then, and it rises by itself. You did it. All right, we're taking a break. All right. <laughs> we'll be right back. Okay. Me got five, can't put it out. Welcome back to Around the Table. I'm David Dawson with Jeff Young, and uh, Monsignor Nalti is not with us uh, this week. And boy, I tell you what, I know he is just having fits because we are talking Italian food. <laughs> and this is a man who spent some time in Rome, and he could he could give us lessons, huh? Oh yeah, I bet oh, he's yeah. had uh, you know authentic. Joe, uh, there's a lot of people that are just joining us for the very first time. Let's mm-hmm. do a little explanation about our show, right? Sure, sure. 
our show, what we talk about, we do talk about food. And we feel like we're in the food capital of the world, New Orleans, Louisiana. Well, yeah. yeah? <laughs> we're not bragging or anything. But what's more important, we call it around the table because what's 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 important to us is we got to get away from the quick, fast foods. We got to get our families back around the table, cooking and together, even cooking together, sitting around the table and talking. Turn the TVs off. Stop with the drive-throughs, right? Yeah. And and yeah. sit around the table and learn something. I know I had my best lessons learned around the table, around and the you table. did too. Then we talk about our Catholic faith, and it is well, it's Eucharistic, right? That's Everything right. Christ did. Important was around the table. Around the table. Right. I mean, you're, you're face-to-face with each other. You're, you, yep. you encounter each other. You can be intimate and really relate with other people around the table. Exactly. Uh, you can't do that in, in a lot of ways uh, in other places of your life. You know? Right, right. Uh, but that, and it's built into us. God, God made us this way, to gather around the table, to, yeah. to, to, to slow down and to talk and to just relax yep. around the table, you know, and, and uh, instead of eating with a TV tray and in, in front of the TV or, or, or whatever. So, yeah, that's very important. It's one of the things, too, uh, Dave, that I, I love talking about is not only the eating around the table, mm-hmm. but actually cooking together. And pizza is one of those dishes that it, it lends itself to a communal cooking Visiting. event. Yeah. You know, y'all come over, we'll go do some pizzas and... You know, my kids love to help me out. I yeah. got them chopping mushrooms. I got them chopping whatever, and and they love to put the cheese on. And you know, it, it's just, it's a lot of or even making the sauce where you get to take those tomatoes and just kind of squeeze them. Oh, you're talking you know? about doing a sauce from scratch? Oh, from scratch. Because yeah, we were just everything. talking about your crust from scratch. Oh yeah. Okay, and I have a theory about a sauce because you and I were talking about because we're in New Orleans, we have fresh seafood. Right. And I'm thinking, okay. I've been to many places that had fresh seafood pizzas, but the tomato sauce pretty much drowned out the flavor of the fresh seafood. Right. So we'll talk about that, too. But earlier, you were talking about making your crust from scratch, and that usually scares people off. But the the recipe that you just described, you did in less than a minute. Can you do it again real quick? Oh, sure. And then we're going to talk about how to to cook that. Sure, sure. You know, this is not my recipe. Uh, (laughs) It it belongs to Jim Leahy. It comes from his book, My Pizza. He's actually got uh, a a website, and he's got a video where he goes through this whole thing on on YouTube. You can find it on YouTube. So it's simple. It's very simple. Um, And it's it's, uh, three and a half cups, or three, I'm sorry, three and three quarter cups all-purpose flour. Plus, you'll need some more for for dusting and for shaping the dough and all All of that. Uh, A a quarter teaspoon of active dry yeast, two teaspoons of uh, sea salt. And uh, one and a half cups of water. And, okay. and the, the beautiful thing about this, and it's called a no-need crust, K-N-E-A-D, because you just take it, you put all those ingredients in a bowl, you mix them up with your hand, and and that's it. You don't knead it, you just mix it, and then you cover it with plastic wrap and let it just naturally... Anywhere in the Burn kitchen, it, you know, for like eighteen hours. I mean, you can do it as low. It depends on the heat, I guess, of the of the house. Yeah, yeah. Could be as low as eight hours. I usually keep mine out for about fifteen. You're talking to about just leaving it out on the counter. Yeah, just it's out okay. on the counter yeah. for like eighteen hours. Mm-hmm. And you it's beautiful when you when you see it at the end. I got pictures over at CatholicFoodie.com. You see that it's 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 just gorgeous. All and right. it's it's infused throughout with this, with these gases, right? And and so when you gently shape that dough. When you put that thing on a baking steel, which we're going to talk to Andrews, get him on here in just a second, yeah, to tell us all right. about this baking steel. When yeah. you put that thing on there, you talk about oven rise. You talk about those, my, my, my kids, my girls, when they were small, they used to call them bush-ups. 
right? It's those little bubbles, bubbles. you get, right? Yeah, it's like yeah, the yeah. bush up. You gotta have those. And we have if if the pizza ever had a bush up, there was a fight at the table over who was gonna get the bush up, right? <laughs> so, uh, but you've got plenty of that and the charring around the edge because you're using a baking steel, and it, it's just a beautiful crust to use, and it's it's become my favorite. So the recipe's easy. Let's talk about that baking steel now. Yeah, let's get you know Andrus, uh, and I'll I'll give a little uh, uh, quick introduction here. All right. Uh, Andrus, uh, he come up, he came up with this idea, this this uh, product called a baking steel, and I guess it was back in maybe September, October of last year. I was writing an article about uh, pizza, and 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 I have come over. Now I told you already, over 30 years I've been making pizza at home, mm-hmm. and I have come up with a lot of tricks on how to do that because the one complaint that everybody has about uh, making pizza at home is that it's, it's too soggy. The, the crust is too soggy. You right. can't get it cooked all the way. So I had a couple of different uh, uh, tricks. One of them was I would kind of pre-bake for maybe four minutes. I would pre-bake my uh, my dough. I, I would I'd roll the dough out. I'd put it on a pizza stone. I would pre-bake it just to where that top part, that top part was going to get cooked. Sure. I'd pull it out. I'd put the toppings on. I'd throw it back in and cook it for another five or six minutes, and it was done. Another trick, I, I would take a, 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 a big serving spoon, and I would prop my oven open. Just a little bit, okay. so that it wouldn't shut off automatically, and that kept more heat coming down on the pizza. Oh, so that that was two two things. Anyway, Andrew saw my article, and he wrote to me, and he says, "Now, why are you do why are you pre baking your crust again?" And I told him, I told him why, and he says, "Well, I have something you may be interested." Oh, in. Oh, he was already on a roll. So he uh, had an idea. He got yeah, he did. So let's let's bring Andrus on. Andrus Andrus Lagsden. Okay. Uh, Hi, with the baking steel. How you doing, Andrus? I'm great, Jeff. How are you, sir? I am doing fantastic. I was just saying earlier in the show that uh, the baking steel has revolutionized the way that I make pizza. It's I've not been, a baking stone. It's no, baking steel. baking steel. All right, okay. B- baking steel, correct. All right, so tell us about it. What does it do? Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I, you know, I, I work in a, in a family business now, and we, we produce products that are made out of steel. We design and manufacture, essentially. Uh, my last stop before I came to work in the family business, I studied culinary arts and I worked in restaurants throughout my life. Uh, my last stop was in Boston with a chef by the name of Todd English, uh, who's of Olives and Figs fame. I know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Quite, a, quite a talent. Yeah. And anyway, that was my, my last stop. I went from there to here, and for the last 15 years I've been you know, working with steel and um, supplying companies like Caterpillar and John Deere, some of the big guys with our products. But I'm always, I've always remained a foodie at heart. Um, and there was a new book that was coming out. Uh, this is back like March of 2011, I'm guessing, somewhere around that time, mm-hmm. uh, written by Nathan Mirvold, who is a former Microsoft uh, chief technology officer. Okay. Okay. It's a, lo- it's a long story. I'll try to keep it short. He, um, aside from his rocket science building, this guy's a, a genius. He, he's a master friend chef. Okay. And... After he had left Microsoft, he was very young, and he's like, I love cooking. I want to study the science of cooking. Mm-hmm. So he opened up these test kitchens out in Seattle, Washington, and he did just that. He studied the art and science of cooking like nobody else has. Mm-hmm. Wow. He basically turned that industry upside down and, and documented everything like science people would. Um, so that, coupled with his uh, passion for cooking, he developed these books called The Modernist Cuisine. Right. And these are the most beautiful books you've ever seen in food. Hmm. Um, there was a, originally a five-volume book that retailed for 
over five hundred dollars. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was very. You expensive. are a foodie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. So, I was reading. I was reading excerpts of this book in the in the Wall Street Journal. Uh, wow. <laughs> okay. So I'm reading this now, very intrigued, being a foodie. Like, wow, what a what a great idea, what a great concept. And and he went through a couple of different things in his book in this article for his book launch. And the first being, um, how do you create Neapolitan style pizza at home? Mm. And I have always had that dilemma. And I made pizzas with Todd in Boston at his Stig's restaurants, and I was a pretty good pizza maker. Um, but I always had that problem at home where I could just never re, uh, make a, a quality that I wanted at home. And, I, and that, never mind, I'd break a few stones here and there as uh-huh. well, <laughs> yeah. the, the high heat. So I'm reading his, his answer, and he said, you steal as your, your heat source. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting at my desk, it's the same desk I'm at today, and mm-hmm. I'm shaking my head, I'm like, and I'm going through my ninth grade science class. Well, you're right. Metal does conduct sure. pretty well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I literally, I didn't run out and sprint out to my plant. But that week, I went out to my plant, and I grabbed a piece of steel <laughs> that was about a quarter inch thick. It was a, pack, it was a piece of steel that we used for one of our caterpillar parts. Okay. So you, you had an advantage. You had it laying around. I had it laying okay, around. Okay. Right. I stole it. I brought it home. My wife looked at me like I had two heads. But <laughs> like, what are you doing with this thing? I said, I'm going to make some pizza. She's like, I'm not eating it. <laughs> so so I, 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 rolled my, I made my dough. I rolled my dough out. And, you know, seven minutes later, I had this beautiful crust. Oh. And I was shaking my head like, I can't believe this. Oh, wow. Literally a moment. It was just one of those moments in life where I, I just said, I have to do something with this. Yeah. So fast forward about, you know, we had some um, production restraints at our facility, but I, we worked through those to allow, you know, to get a new product through. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I didn't sell any yet either, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that we had, we had all the equipment in place to produce this piece of uh, baking mm-hmm. steel. So we, we got it ready to, to launch, and I looked at my web designer, and we're all excited. I'm like, who in the world is going to buy a, like a baking steel mm-hmm. from a company that produces, you know, stabilizer pads for caterpillars? <laughs> well, the first thing you think of is it's going to be full of grease. You know? yeah, 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 true, right. It's like, how do they know about food? How could they possibly? Right. Well, we, we heard of this, um, this crowdsourcing platform called Kickstarter. Oh, yeah, yeah. And if you're familiar with that, it's a... It's a, it's a uh, website that is uh, for new creative ideas right. and for business or for the music or for the arts and it was a great launching pad for us and you go on there to raise money but it's a little misleading you're not really trying to physically raise money to create you know, to, to have these investors in mm-hmm. your business but they're basically bartering they're basically giving you money and in return you give them something of equal value okay. in our case that was a baking steel so right. people had an opportunity to buy this baking steel, and we set up to raise $3,000 originally, which was kind of a modest, maybe, maybe call it wimpy goal. <laughs> I thought if we could sell 100 units in the 30 days that we might have something here. Sure, sure. So we went on there, and um, we, we go live on a Thursday, August 2nd of 2012. Uh, I was driving into the office, preparing myself for, for anything, whether it be <laughs> successful or... I think I had, I had Elvis on my serious radio that morning. <laughs> myself fired up. And uh, so we went live, and I literally emailed everyone I knew, um, everyone from work associates, old friends, new friends, and just told them about the program. And right. Some people bought, but we ended up hitting our 
$3,000 goal in less than 24 hours. Wow. Now, granted, some of that was some friends, but sure. it, started, it started that way. But then the Kickstarter people got a hold of it, and they started telling their friends right. about it. And then this underground world of pizza makers found out what I was doing and got a hold of this thing, and they started buying and buying. And we, um, we ended up our $3,000 that we were looking for, to make, we ended up at $38,000 and 500 backers. Holy cow. Wow. You know why? <laughs> it's because it was pizza. Yeah, it was pizza, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> oh, man, that is fantastic. I, I tell you what uh, we can do in about... Um, I was going to say, we're going to take a break. Uh, and, and, and why don't we tell folks, before we take that break, real quick, and if you got about uh, 30 seconds here, tell folks how they can get a hold of this uh, pizza steel. And then when we come back, let's talk pizza recipes, huh? I love it. Great. Okay. Well, you can go onto our website. It's called bakingsteel.com. It's right. like the word baking and steel.com. Mm-hmm. We are selling direct right now online, and we may be in retail in the near future. Wow. But for now, we're selling everything direct. We pay for the shipping. Um, everything's included in that price that we have on the website. Okay, so you could be a you could be a a pioneer in this, right? You could say I got one of the first ones. That's right. Before yeah. <laughs> before they started selling it at Walgreens. <laughs> That's right. This is fantastic. Okay, once again, bakingsteel.com. Yeah. Okay, bakingsteel.com, and if you go there, you can order it online, and and uh, credit card. You know, you can do that, and uh, yeah, we. Yep. All right. And and how much would it cost for a baking steel? Our, our original quarter inch. 16 by 14 steel, weighs 15 pounds, and is $79 delivered to your door. Well, that's pretty good, considering it's not going to break in your oven. (laughs) That's right. That's right. All right, I'll tell you what. Let's let's take a break, and uh, when we come back, uh, let's, let's... you know, do a little recap, and then let's talk some recipes. Let's talk pizza recipes. What do you say? Sounds great. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Around the Table. I'm David Dawson sitting here with Jeff Young, and uh, we have been talking pizza that's right yeah and uh monsignor nalti is not with us uh this uh this week this weekend because uh well he's a priest and uh priests have their job that comes first right that's right so uh he'll be joining us he can't wait and boy i tell you what he's got to be going crazy because uh we are talking (laughs) italian food and the man spent some time in rome and i'm i know he's sitting there talking back to his radio saying let me tell you about pizza Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> let, let's talk about our guest, and let's do a really quick recap, because some folks may be just joining us. Let's talk about the product uh, and everything. Right. Well, we have uh, Andrus Lagston uh, with the Baking Steel on the line with us. And, uh, you know, we, we talk about pizza. I think we, I want to talk about pizza today mainly because it is perfect for around the table. It's, it's perfect if you want to have people over to cook. Uh, you have your family, you have friends, whoever may want to come. They can take part in the process itself in the kitchen, and it lends itself to relationships. It lends right. itself to talking and to just relaxing and, and, and enjoying each other and, and, and being in the kitchen and being around the table. 
and uh, it's fun, and people just yeah, love pizza. You know, and pizza doesn't have to be just pepperoni. It doesn't have to be the meat lovers. It doesn't have to be the vegetarian. It have, you can do yeah, so much. Yeah, because you much. really do get bored with those standards. Well, yeah. And, yeah. and gosh, we could come up with you some stuff. You can do so many different things with pizza. So we'll, we'll talk some recipes right. Uh, right now. I know, uh, uh, Andres, I know the, the Baking Steel website is phenomenal. And I know that the the ordering process is very very simple. I know I had some listeners who who listen to the Catholic Foodie even up in Canada, yeah. who have ordered baking steels from you, and I'm I'm so happy that that they're doing that. I know that uh, one of the things that I do when I make pizzas, and of course I pretty much anything because I write and I write about food. Anything I cook, I'm typically taking pictures, mm-hmm. and so I like to take those pictures and put them on Facebook. So uh, Andrus, you know, really. You have developed, I think, uh, a community around pizza and the baking steel because I know on Facebook, I look on Facebook and I see people sending you pictures of what they're making in their kitchens all the time. Absolutely, Jeff. And we're trying to build that community because, you know, one, that, that underground pizza world, and I mean that in the most positive of ways, there's so many people passionate about, you know, making their own food and particularly pizza because it is a community uh, building product when you're making it at home with your friends and your family, and it's so much fun to do that with them. Um, and people also are, are very passionate about showing pictures of their pies, and uh, the, the creativity that we see is amazing. Uh, I'm really proud of that. People are posting pictures of their pizza because they're proud oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at some right now. Wow. <laughs> Almost every day. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Now, now again, what this is, this is a pizza steel, not a pizza stone. So the conductivity of the heat is better, and it's not going to break on you. Right. That, that's All right. And, and Andrews, let me ask you this, because you might be able to help people who've never seen this before, but the, the process itself of actually making a pizza on the steel, I mean, can you tell us about that? Because it's, it's very different than, than if you were using a stone. Correct. There is. For, um, the quick science behind it, okay, steel versus stone, well, there's this thing called thermal diffusivity, which means that the, basically the steel, if it were a battery, it can store heat up to 20 times more than stone. Okay. Those stones we've been using, uh, when you put that dough on the, hot, the dough on the hot stone, well, the, the heat takes away, the, the dough takes away the heat from that right. stone. Right. You take that same dough and place it on the steel, we get what we call like oven spring, which means that dough kind of lifts off and cooks beautifully, but huh. it creates that airiness, that crispy crust that we all love. That's the nickel tour of what, what's happening there with the science. All right, so so well, you're, I, you're talking less cooking time, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, in right. fact, uh, there's there's things you can do at my home in my gas oven. I'm able to create pizzas in less than four minutes. Four minutes. I know that's it's amazing. It's, it's I mean I'm like, it, it, it's really amazing. Okay, no, but but, the, but there is still the prep time because Jeff, the recipe that you came up with with pizza crust. Which folks can get on uh, CatholicFoodie.com. Right, right. yeah, it's okay. over there. It's over there. And this is a no need, no K N E A D. Right, not no need, but but uh, no need pizza crust, uh, and it's real simple. But you still have to wait about eighteen hours for it. Well, you just plan ahead. And I okay. Think, and you, and right. it, matter of fact, Andrews, I was thinking about this the other day. I, I made pizza last week, and um, I, I just did, uh, you know, one one batch of dough and. The, you know, it it depends because sometimes it depends on how I cut it. Sometimes I'll get three really decent size crusts out of that, and and right. and sometimes I'll get four, but they're smaller. And you know, I'm a genius, I guess, because uh, okay. all of a sudden I thought, well, why did I make just one batch of dough? 
<laughs> I could have made two. Yeah, yeah. But it really it comes down to that. I think it comes down to just planning ahead. And I know uh, there's been some talk I've seen online uh, varying with varying times. Some people only let it rise for eight hours. And it still works? Some people let it rise for 12. Some people let it rise for, for 18. I do it just the night before, and so the next day it's ready. Okay. That's right. And, that, you know, and, and I, I'm the same way, Jeff. I, I, um, I have gone, you know, made dough in the morning before I went into my office, and now I'll come home that evening, and it'll be ready. Um, hmm. Another thing I like to do, and this nice. is from Kenji over at Sirius Eats, he recommends doing that same fermentation process, but putting it in the refrigerator for an additional three days. So now we really got to plan ahead as far wow. as... Wow. Um, but what happens is that three days cold fermentation, and I believe that's from Peter Reinhardt as well, well, you're going to get a lot more flavors developed in that dough during that period. Cool. So, and you'll get better browning um, as a result as well. So three-day is ultimate in my, in my book. Um, but it does take planning. But yeah. when you create these pizzas with your friends and your family, it, it, it'll blow you away. Uh, and it, it's better than, you know, and there's obviously some great pizza restaurants out there. Generally speaking, in, in your vicinity, you're not going to find anything near what you can create at wow, home. Wow, that's, that's right. a tall order. He's talking to Wallens here. Well, now I'm telling you, I know you can ask my children. I mean, because they, they know that Pizza Man of Covington is currently and it has been for since since they've been born. This my, is coming my to favorite. Louisiana, North Shore. Louisiana. All right, it's my favorite place to go. It's my favorite pizza place. But if you ask my children, what's your favorite pizza? What do you think they're going to say? They <laughs> say yours, Daddy. Is that right? They do. They better. They do. Okay. They, they, they make faces. If, if we go to a party and they've got Domino's or oh, yeah. Papa John's, they <laughs> oh, make yes. faces. Oh, dear kids. Because they know I've been doing this for 30-plus years, you know? All right. All and, right. And, and I love doing it, and I think it's just a great family event. I'm gonna it put sure you both. Is. Let's put you both on the spot. We got the crust down. We got the steel down. It's going to cook the crust perfectly. Let's come up with a recipe. Jeff, you're well, first. Now, well, now, now, up in Boston, you guys, y'all got seafood. And Jeff, oh, yeah. you were telling me about uh, seafood. Oh yeah, yeah. Or, or yeah. you want to go in another direction? Well, That's well, up to you. No, I was just going to. I mean, maybe we can talk sauce at first. You know, first I have because sauce. because you know I know uh, and Andrews, you've seen the pictures that I take. I, I love a red sauce. You know, oh, I love yeah. a red sauce. And uh, I think it was Kenji. I think it was Kenji at Serious Eats who has um, SeriousEats.com. Okay. You can you can Google that and you'll right. find his. Recipe. It was a very simple, simple is good. Um, tomato uh, uh, sauce. Where what you would do is you're, you're crushing the tomatoes, you're adding a little bit of red pepper flakes, a little bit of salt, a little bit of olive oil, mm -hmm. and he was heating it up very gently on low. And if I recall correctly, I take one white onion, but instead of what we do here in Louisiana all yeah. the time, we dice. dicing it yeah. and, and cooking it. Instead of doing that, you just cut the onion in half and just set it. Just like that, on top, like oh, in, in the sauce. Flavor in it. And so, what you're doing is the sauce is picking up the flavor of that onion. Gotcha. But when you get ready to use it, you just pull the onion out and throw it away. So that's one of the the sauces that I. Uh, what about herbs? Uh, no? Well, sometimes I use oregano. Okay. You know, I got oregano. We have fresh basil in the garden. Mm -hmm. You know, so those things are good. But I will put the basil on the pizza itself. Oh, I got you. Know? you. Okay. So, uh, but Andrews, do you have a, a a recipe for like a simple tomato sauce? You know, it's interesting. I, I, um, I do something very similar, and I have, I have two young ones at home, so we, we, we stay with a very, I guess, a bland sauce. And I think that the trick is to find your tomatoes that you love. And I like to buy whole, uh, fresh, canned tomatoes, crushed okay. even, make it even easier. Right. And I, sometimes I won't even cook my sauce. I'll literally just, uh, it's already like a pureed 
con- consistency. Mm-hmm. I'll add salt, pepper, and I'll maybe shave a little bit of garlic in there. I might throw a couple of red pepper flakes in there as well, mm-hmm. because the idea is you know, the, the sauce is going to cook when it's on that pizza right. in, the, uh, oh, okay. in the oven. So that's I something I do. It's, it's a last minute, very quick, but very flavorful um, sauce that mm-hmm. I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. And I've done, I mean, re- I, I, several times I have just used olive oil and garlic. Oh, without yeah. tomatoes? Without tomatoes. Use olive oil and garlic as the, as the base. Depending on what you're going to put on the top. Well, oh, of course, of course. Yes. All right, so you know. y'all throw some examples out. What would you put? What are some of the different toppings, Andrews, that you like yeah. to do? To you, my, you know, one of my favorite pizzas that I, I make at home um, is I, I saute some some onions. Mm-hmm. Okay, I take some. I get I get some fontina cheese, like baby fontina, mm-hmm. which is a really soft uh, cheese that melts beautifully. Right. So I saute my onions first, and I place my sautéed onions and my fontina cheese on my pizza. Mm-hmm. I bake that for about you know four or five minutes. Um, and then when it comes out, I, I take some fresh arugula mm, and I sprinkle yeah. some sea salt on top with oh, some yeah. balsamic vinegar. Really? <laughs> and it is delicious. Oh, so yeah. you're doing like yeah. a salad on top of a, this is interesting. Oh, that's great. I have and it's, never it's delicious. It's one of my wife's favorites. So we do that almost every time we're making pizza. <laughs> and it's very simple. I mean, very there's simple. not much to it at all. Not at all. And it's, it's delicious. Okay. I mean, I know that uh, you know some of the things that we like to put on, and and and, and Andrews can tell you because he's see, he's seen the pictures. We've talked about it since then. When I first got the baking steel and I was practicing, I was uh, I was used to putting just a ton of toppings on. That's what I'm. I thinking. would just put tons, just like you know, if you go to a restaurant, and you get uh, oh. I don't know, like mellow mushroom or whatever. You got you know. Uh, 20 pounds of toppings on yes, top of the, yeah, the everything the in the place. Yes. And it, which you, it means you can't really taste anything, you know, because mm-hmm. it's, it's all there. It's all mixed together. Right. And what I have done over the last few months is I've kind of pared things back and I have uh, been more uh, intentional with mm-hmm. the flavors. And so I'm, I'm, I'm using things I want to taste. Uh, we, we love mushrooms. We do mushrooms. We do, um, you know, what? I, we like jalapenos. Oh, really? Jalapenos that doesn't or overpower banana peppers everything? Or, no, I don't think, I don't, well, we don't, right. but my kids, I'm telling you, we go through hot sauce like uh, <laughs> like it's soda water or something, <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, but but we enjoy that, right. and it's something very simple, it's it's flavorful, and it's not overloaded with stuff. If I'm going to do Italian sausage, as an example, for meat, I've got fresh sausage I get from the, the local store, it's, it's made right here in New Orleans, mm-hmm. there's no preservatives in it, it's right, just right. It's fresh. Um, and I'll use that, and that's but that's it. So, so the key you know? the, the key thing is what you guys are having in common is you're keeping the pizza simple, Very but simple. you're keeping it fresh and fresh, yeah. and yeah. that makes all the difference in the world. Now, uh, Andres, you were talking about your pizza with the arugula on the top. Were you still using that same tomato sauce that you're talking about? Um, I wouldn't on that. I mean, I, you can make that pie with with tomato sauce. Yeah. I actually prefer it with what we call like a white sauce, just mm-hmm. with the, the sautéed onions and the fontina cheese. All right, all right. Um, it's just a, a nice little bite to those sautéed onions and that balsamic yeah, yeah. and the sea salt. It's a great combination of flavors. And, Jeff, I will say, like, your, your pizza making was always great, but I've really noticed a huge improvement over the last few months with your toppings and your, your photos. Uh, it has been, it's been revolutionized <laughs> by the baking steel. Look, They're I tell always you, great, but they look super. I tell you what was really fun 
and it was, <laughs> I mean, I'm almost embarrassed to say this, but uh, <laughs> uh, I guess it was last week when I went to make pizza, um, I ran to the store. There a couple of things, I had made the dough the day before, you know, the night before, and um, it had been sitting down on the counter and uh, had everything else I needed, all the toppings, everything, and just a few things I needed to go pick up. And I was gonna. Pl- I had planned on doing just olive oil and garlic. Everything was gonna mm. be olive oil and garlic. And uh, came back in the store, unloaded, and realized I'd forgotten the cheese. Okay, you, 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 okay. And, uh, you can't do that. This is the the first time I'd ever done it. But guess what? It was delicious. No cheese. We used, we no used, cheese on your pizza. Uh, I used olive oil as the base and, and garlic and and salt. But I I did add on on one of those pizzas, uh, or actually a couple of them. We had mushrooms. We had um, fresh Creole homegrown tomatoes. Oh wow! That Ooh. that were were there. So we didn't have a tomato uh, sauce, but we had the the tomatoes there. You know. Right. So. Right. Beautiful. But uh, oh, let's yes. get that website again because I mean, man, my mouth is watering here. It's Friday night. It's pizza time. That's right. Uh, the the website is baking steel. Right. dot com bakingsteel.com and also we have uh, you know facebook the facebook page is very active so if you own facebook you just go to facebook.com slash baking steel and uh if you want to know uh, about how awesome these pieces are just give me a call <laughs> i'd love to tell you i'll give andrews a good word andrews thank you so much for being with us today we're running out of time but uh, you know Thank you so much for for being with us and for talking with us, and, yes, and thank indeed. you so much for developing the baking steel. It's it's a phenomenal product. Thank you guys. It's a real pleasure today talking to you. All right, much success right. to you. Thank bon appetit. You. Take care. Bon appetit. Wow. Okay. Yeah, awesome. I'm gonna jump on the website because that really you guys it's have intrigued so me. I am gonna start making my own crust. So, well, that's it. We're out of time. We gotta go. So is this uh, is the show's too short. It's way too short. Fast hour. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you guys next weekend. All right. God bye-bye. bless.